Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, AudioMac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Romantic Truth Podcast. Please be advised that the content of this show is for mature audiences 18 and over due to the topics discussed. Please feel free to follow and like Romantic Truth on Facebook at facebook.com slash romantic truth. You may also listen to the podcast on anchor.fm slash romantic truth. Now, here is your host Jawson. Hi everyone, Jawson with you here, Romantic Truth, Las Vegas, baby. Have we got a different type of show for you today? Um, I had a guest that was supposed to be on with me live, and she got cold feet at the last minute. You know, this is something that I've had a problem with throughout this whole entire endeavor. Some people will come on, and we'd have to do the wraparounds and so forth. There are others... Like I had Lady D on from, uh, she was from Atlanta. And um, I had Jimmy on as well. Those of you who uh, had a chance to meet Jimmy. And I'm going to have them back on the show later on. I'm going to try to reschedule that along with some more guests. People that I can really depend on. Because some people, you know, they want to be on the show and then all of a sudden they get cold feet. And I understand it. They have personal issues they want to deal with. They don't want their business out there. But I always ask them the question, why did you share with me? Why did you write? Now, what I'm going to do, I'm going to play back some of the messages. Some of you have heard some of these before. But I decided today to make that part of the show. Now, all of these messages, the people have already agreed to allow me to play them on the show. That's the reason why I share them with you. When they don't, I don't share them. And there's some people that have written me and they want to keep it confidential, and so we do. Now, if you want to leave a message for the show, please use anchor.fm backslash romantic truth backslash messages. Or message, I should say, not messages. You can go to anchor.fm backslash romantic truth. There's a link there. You can click on that and you can record your audio message. Now, the reason why I'm stressing this is because some of you folks are still using the Rumble account. Some of you folks are still using Telegram. I'm not using those. The Telegram account, I don't know much about it. I just know someone set that up, so I don't know what's going on with that. Well, here's the thing. I will tell you this much. Come to anchor.fm backslash romantic truth. Or you can go to facebook.com backslash romantic truth. Post many of the articles about things we talk about on the show. So that I don't have to basically go and read the article to you. As you know, those of you who don't, I'm legally blind. I can still see, but I can't see with the clarity of most people. So, to give you an idea of what I'm talking about, basically, it's like if you take a Ziploc bag, plastic bag, and hold it up to the light and look through it, that's a representation partially of what I see. Now, I want to thank our good folks in the Republic of Lithuania for joining us. Good folks over in Zambia, India, uh, the uh, Trinidad Tobago, those of you in the UK, of course, those of you in Germany, France, Belgium, and throughout Europe, I thank you, Romania, so many countries, Pakistan, I haven't forgot you guys either, Bangladesh, Taiwan, Thailand, Philippines, of course, 
Mabuhai. You guys mean a lot to me. Because without you, your support, this show wouldn't be able to continue. As you know, I told you from the gate, I was going to keep this show free and I plan on doing that at all costs. For those of you inquiring, still working on the book, the book is kicking my ass because I started out where I was just going to make it pretty simple. It's only going to be 50 chapters and I'm trying to minimize those 50 chapters to a shorter amount of uh, words so that things will be a little bit more concise and therefore an easier read, hopefully. Now, what we're going to talk about today before we get into the messages, and I'm just going to let those play for the rest of the show. And besides, I also have a, um, a snippet from, I believe it's Smiley Davis on um, TikTok. You want to send me an excerpt uh, about him uh, being this fake uh, divorce, divorce attorney? It's funny, funny skit. But there's a lot of uh, true overtures with it in the sense that um, when I was going to get my divorce at first, um, I was going to go to an attorney. And I went to this guy. And the only thing my wife and I, because we had talked about the divorce. And we had, for those of you who don't know, we had an agreement in the beginning of our marriage that if things weren't going to work out, where if there were problems that we couldn't resolve, we weren't going to sit and be adversaries. We were going to basically go back to our friendship and we were going to divorce amicably. Well, I was going to go to this attorney, which I went to over in San Bernardino, and sat down in his office. From the minute I sat down, this man told me, you want full custody of the kids. You want this, you want that, you want this, you want that, you want this, you want that. Hadn't asked me a question. And I said, first of all, how do you know I have children? Well, most guys, especially black guys, they have kids. I said, well, I hate to disappoint you. I don't have any children. She has three, but they're from a previous marriage. Oh, well, you want to fight for custody of those kids? No, they belong with their mother. Where they should be. You sure about that? Said it's nice knowing you. How much do I owe you for this bullshit consultation? I had to cut him a check for $100. Went on left. Told my wife about the experience. She said, honey, why don't we do this? Why don't we just go in and file for it together? And that's what we did. It was the weirdest dynamic. Filed the paperwork. And after doing so, I took her out on a date. And it wasn't like a last call type of date or a sorrow filled date. We had more fun on that date than we did the first date we had. Oh, we kissed, we got frisky, we made love. It was a wonderful time. Right in the eye of tragedy, the end of our marriage. We had a mutual respect. And then when we realized that, hey, we had to go our separate ways, we both sat down there and cried like two children. But it was amicable and respectful. And what I realized from that experience was the way you start may be the way you end in a relationship. You start with respect and dignity. There's a good possibility you'll land that way. You know, when I talk about the logic of love, the logic of a relationship, and as I told you, the motto of this show, think before you love. Because we love before we think. That's where we get in trouble.
she was very traditional. She sold the whole relationship. I was raring to go because I really liked this lady. The way we met, she was on a television show in Los Angeles, KCLP Channel 13. I called the studio, asked to speak to her. And the lady took my number and said, well, I'll give it to her. And she did. She called me and that's, we went to lunch right over to Hamburger Hamlet, right on Hollywood Boulevard across from Grumman's Chinese Theater. They found out that I worked in the building where Hamburger Hamlet was at that time. And she worked across the way from me off of Franklin. And we would wave at each other from our windows. It was cool. This was before cell phones. We were still using pagers and beepers and those kind of things back then. This was even before the 900 megahertz uh, Motorola flip phone was out. It was a different time. But we both decided that we wanted to be friends first. And that friendship laid a solid foundation. So as we got to know each other better, and she was 10 years older than I was, I had a better appreciation of her. And it was like every time I spoke to her, it was like an investment. It wasn't a waste of time like some of the other women I dated. And this is where my experience with Monica came in. Because I was with a woman before I met my ex-wife. That showed me how a good woman really is. The richness, the thoroughness, the quality of the woman, the character, the behavior. And Monica used to always tease me. She would say, being with me is just like touching the seats of this Rolls Royce Cornish, which it was. Seats were soft as butter. A richness, a continuity. And from that, it helped me a lot as far as to understand. Because even before I met Monica, I was one of these detached guys, and I've talked about this many times before, that um, I would go and ask a woman out for a date, and if she'd say, oh, I don't have anything to wear, I'd take her to the damn department store, whatever she wanted, hair, clothes, purse, shoes, all of that, buy it, ever looking good, because it's all about me going out, having a good time, dropping her off, and hopefully never seeing her again. That's the way I operated back then. And I realized I had a detachment issue. And that detachment issue was related to me growing up pretty much as an only child. Everything else was irrelevant to me. Until, as I told you before, one lady I took out she actually wanted to pursue a relationship with me. And I told her, I said, look, you got what you wanted. You got your clothes, you got the perfume, you got everything you want. Goodbye, that's all you needed, right? She's like, well, no, I want more. I wanted you, but you really need to go and have that checked out because you don't realize you could really hurt somebody with that. Tears streaming down her eyes, messing up with mascara and everything. And she said, well, I can pay you back for the clothes and everything. I said, no, you don't have to pay me back for anything. I did it out of my own free will. It's yours. And then I thought about what she said, and as I told you before, went to a therapist. I didn't expect for this woman to be as fine as she was, but I got there and I was like, damn. Four sessions. And she said, you're not narcissistic. You don't have an ego. 
She said, part of the problem is you've lost your face in humanity. You objectify people. I said, well, I don't disrespect them or anything. She said, no, 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 no. You don't see it. Your insensitivity? That's the poison. You're kind, you're benevolent, but you're also unattached. And I thought about that and I said, you know what? She has some validity. And some of the women that I'd gone out with, I called them and apologized. Because I realized there was something wrong with me in that sense. And I had gone out with some beautiful, gorgeous women. Some of them were shocked because I didn't follow up. But the way I looked at it at the time, the only thing women wanted was money. The only thing women wanted was material things. The only thing women wanted was stereotypical stuff. And the reason being, I saw so many guys do that. And of course, the women, some of them demanded it. But the interesting thing, all the women that I did these things for, not one of them ever asked for anything from me. And what I started to realize was, after talking to my therapist, around the third visit, that's when I found out that she was having marital problems. And we became very close friends. Then years later, we wound up dating. But one thing she told me, she says, if you ever find someone in my profession, nine times out of 10, they needed help at some point. That's the reason why they're in it. I found that to be true. One thing that I will tell you folks is this. Sometimes you need to listen to people that are really sentimental to you. I mean, when they're being honest with you, you're gonna always have people out there that will express their opinions out of malicious intentions. But you're gonna have some people that are gonna actually tell you this as a friend, as somebody that gives a ticker's damn about you. And that person may be someone that you may not really value that much. But it was that last lady that I did that to that actually opened my eyes. And I thanked her. And I thank her to this day. We still keep in touch. She's married. Grandmother now with kids. Grandkids. Grown kids and grandkids. And I'd always tease her. I remember when I dated you and you didn't have stretch marks and she started laughing. And she said, you knew I was fine, didn't you? I said, yeah, you were fine. That's no doubt. But here's the, also the other aspect of this. When you start to do your self-assessment and you come into a form of self-realization you can be honest with yourself. And what does that keep you from doing? Gaslighting yourself. Deflecting a lot. Or you're backing into relationships that you're not ready for. Situations you're not really prepared for. See, the one thing that will fuck you up in life is your pride. There was a guy, I told this story before, a guy by the name of Alonzo Smith was in the Marine Corps with me. Big brother from Alabama. Built, tall. And we would be standing in formation. And then after we've done our little thing in formation, man, what you guys gonna do? Oh, we'll probably go on to Liberty or we'll probably go hang out or something like that. And Smitty, he would have these boxing fits. <laughs> what that meant basically was 
he put up his fist and said, come on. <laughs> and it was like, come on what? That meant that he was ready to box. Now, this man's fist was bigger than my whole head. And so, this time, I said, well, I said, the only thing I got to do is just duck and move. I just hit him in the shoulders. His arms are going to get tired. He's going to let down his guard. Then I could go and hit him in the body, hit him in the face. I hit this brother's bicep. My wrist, my wrist went like an accordion. Have you ever hit somebody before and not your hand didn't hurt, your fist didn't hurt, but your wrist was like, oh shit. He started laughing. He said, oh, that tickled. He hit me in my chest so hard it sounded like a bass cannon. People were looking around because they thought a jet had flown over and broke the sound barrier. He hit me so hard and quick, I didn't know he hit me. Then when I tried to talk, nothing came out. I was like, <gasps> I said, oh, shit, I'm not getting any oxygen in my lungs. And I'm walking up, he said, go catch your breath. I had to lean over. I was like, did I start breathing again? He like, round two. I was like, oh, hell no. When I said, hell no, again, he hit me in the chest again. Boom. Now, this time, I really couldn't talk. And I was walking around on my tiptoes, and I was like, <laughs> and of course, all the other Marines were like, <laughs> they said, oh, he's a Navy SEAL. <laughs> it's pretty fucked up. <laughs> he said, oh, I just knocked the wind out. You'll be all right. But here was the thing that I learned. Not to stand too close to his ass whenever we're in formation. Because he had me want to have one of the boxing pits. Oh, he did it with other Marines too. But it was a sense of camaraderie. But I knew if I'd have hit him where it hurt, I wouldn't have survived. This is what I'm saying in life, folks. I know your pride will make you think you can do anything. But let me tell you what my pride told me that day. I could not box him, but I could damn sure run his ass. <laughs> and sometimes you got to use your logic over your feelings. Because if you don't, it can put you in pretty bad shape. That's with anything in life. Knowing your limitations is one of the hardest things in the world to do. And as you get older, when you're limited, when it comes to some of the things you used to be able to do, trust me, it has an impact on you. To this day, I wish I could see clearly again. And you have to fight the temptation of failure, of feeling less than. And as I told you before, I've gone on dating apps. I've had women to tell me, oh, you're blind. Oh, my God, you know. Like, I'm not blind. I'm legally blind, meaning that I can still see. If I was totally blind, I wouldn't see anything. And by the way, folks, after I had my first surgery, let me tell you about that particular darkness quickly. After I had the surgery, the doctor told me that my eyes would have to adjust to light again. The next morning after my surgery, I woke up, opened my eyes, I couldn't see anything out of my right eye, nothing. I looked up at the sun, closing my other eye. I saw nothing but pitch black, directly at the sun. I could feel the sun radiating off my face. It's a darkness that you can't imagine. Even on Earth, you have moonlight in some capacity. We're talking nothing. We're not talking about closing your eyes and then, no. 
And by the way, don't look up at the sun. It's not safe to do that. I didn't realize I could have actually damaged my eyes, even though I couldn't see out of it at the time. And I asked my doctor about it. He said, oh, it's going to be like that for a while, but it's going to come back. And did. Scared the living batshit out of me. I don't know if I got batshit in me. Well, I did watch Batman, so that may count. But it hit me very hard. Because I was at a defenseless thing. Damn. I started thinking, a woodchuck could whoop my ass right now. Just had to be honest. Then eventually, the vision came back. But what I'm saying to you is that sometimes we attach ourselves to something. Our pride. Things we used to do, and then we get frustrated at ourselves, and we look at ourselves as failures. And you can't do that. As you age, you're going to be limited as to what you can do. That's the reason why you younger folks, those of you who are still sneaking on the show and under the age of 18, oh, I know you're there because the numbers show it. That's okay. The one thing that I want you to understand is this. Fuck a bucket list. Start living your life while you're young, doing the things you would like to do that will require you to be more physically active. Because when you get older, you don't want to be one of these people writing these things out that they would like to do or they used to do in their 20s. And now you're 55 or 60 trying to do these things. Knowing good and well, one setback, one physical setback will set you back for your life. You don't want to do that. You want to have things in proportion. I was reading a study about some of the people in Norway about how they were the healthiest until they got older. Then they started having all kinds of uh, ailments. Because they were very active in their younger years. There's nothing wrong to be active, but in moderation. Don't wear yourself out. Well, you have to. The one thing I try to do throughout my life is take care of my toes, my feet, my knees. The only thing I really messed up was my back. You want to stay healthy. But then again, you don't want to overdo it. Some people overdo it. And I can't warn you enough, it's cooler now so we don't have that problem, but during the summer months, don't take your ass out hiking in 105 degree weather. We lost people this year because of that foolishness. You're gonna take your ass hiking in the desert. 100 something degrees, you got rattlesnakes and everything else out there. Nah, not worth it. So you gotta be a little bit more realistic. One of the reasons why I don't date women that have bucket lists. You don't have no time for a relationship. You got a lot of shit you gotta do on your agenda. Oh, but I wanna have somebody to do it with, not me. Mm Mm-mm, nope. Good luck with that. Find somebody that's gonna sit on that tour bus with you and get yelled at by the damn tour guides like I used to see when I would travel. No, we're not going over there. Come on over here. Hurting you just like you're a bunch of cat. And you're paying to be treated that way. Nope, no thank you. No thank you. Now many of us have issues that we contend with in life and in relationships. We have difficulties in dealing with our partners, understanding them, getting to know them. And sometimes we question whether or not it's worth it to go on. 
you got to ask yourself one question before you take the first step in a relationship. Is it worth me going forward? And if you've taken the first step in confidence, have you really thought about it? Why would you question the second, third, or fourth step? But when you're using your feelings, you may feel good today and say, it'll be great for a relationship. Next week, you may be saying, oh, shit, I don't feel like being in a relationship. That's how your feelings can deceive you. The one thing I want you to understand, too, is this. You have full control of your lives. It's up to you to yield that control to people if you so desire, or certain percentages thereof. And you have to measure that. And in exchange for the control that you give them, maybe to make decisions on certain things with you or for you, there should be compromise on their side of the equation as well. In other words, it's an exchange. Just like you hand a person money to buy an iPhone, it's the same thing when it comes to a relationship. The last thing you want to do is to be that person that's going through your pocket You've already paid for something and they still haven't delivered it. They've given you a whole bunch of excuses. Some people do that when they can't hold their end of the bargain up in a relationship. Now, fellas, there's one thing I want to tell you about that is commonly used by some women. It's like, if you do this for me, then you'll get this. What I mean by that is that, for instance, she may have everything relegated whereas you guys can date, but before you guys can be intimate, you got to get engaged. Before she uh, will be herself around you sexually, you got to get married. Like a step program. I wouldn't fall for that if I were you. Because why? It's not organic. It's not natural. It's premeditated. Your goal as a man is to make her as comfortable as possible where you can enjoy that comfort with her. Where she can feel as though she can be herself. Now, as a man, you're de- you're divine. You're defined. Damn, divine. You're de- you are defined by the decisions you make in regards to others and yourself as beneficiaries. I talk a lot about life choices on this show. A lot of people wind up in prison because of poor life choices. A lot of people wind up behind bars because of poor life choices. A lot of people wind up in cemeteries due to poor life choices. People wind up in hospitals due to poor life choices. And many of these life choices, a lot of people feel as though there's no way out. Well, I grew up in a gang-infested environment, so I want to fit in. The only problem is that environment doesn't give a damn about you. Which means that if you give a damn about something that doesn't give a damn about you, you don't care about yourself either. Get into a bad relationship with somebody who don't give a damn about you and they're letting you know this up front. That's the reason why I appreciate the young lady that called me out on the way I behaved way back in the day. She asked me not to use her name, by the way, because she didn't have to do that. If she was only thinking about her benefit, oh, she could have left everything copacetic and she could have said, you know what? It's on you to figure out. 
But she gave a damn enough to say, hey, you know what? You might need to go get that check, fella. And I'm glad she did. See, you learn something from people as you go through relationships. If you choose decent people. There's no meter to tell you, oh, this person's decent, oh, this person's not decent. You have to assess the way they behave, the way they interact with you. That carries a lot of weight. The other thing that I want you to probably consider some of you are waddling around in a bad relationship now. Oh, you've made the compromises. You pled until you're blue in the face. And you're not getting any sort of uh, response or any sort of uh, acknowledgement. You don't know what to do. You could try counseling. If that doesn't work, the one thing to remember, when you're in an impasse with a partner in a relationship, because one partner wants a change in some capacity and the other one does not. And ladies, let me tell you something that will definitely get a man to do the mule dance. Sit down on his ass. When you start nagging him, then it becomes a game of will. I'm not taking out the trash because she's been nagging me to do it. Could you take out? I'm gonna take it out in an hour. Honey, you said you were gonna take it out in an hour ago. Yeah, I know. And then you get pissed off and you take it out. Now you have an attitude and you don't want to deal with him or talk to him. Why? Because he didn't do it on your command. Now, let's think about something for a moment. What if he were to say something to the effect of, honey, I want you to go in there and cook me something now. Honey, I'm doing the clothes, you're just gonna have to wait. The hell with it, I'll go and cook my own meal. Now some of you ladies would support something like that. Yeah, that's right, he need to get up and go and do that, girl. But if the man did the same when it came to taking out the trash, be on her side about that. That gender bias is what some people bring into relationships and use it effectively as a weapon. A healthy relationship. Let's look at that for a moment. Both parties would look at it from the same point of you know what trash need to be taken out whether it's him or her and what would most guys do they take the damn trash out because they don't want any bugs in the house because that means there's more work they would have to do to kill those little bastards when you have somebody that's complacent and used to the status quo the fault is not in them for being there saying I'll take the trash out in an hour it's actually in your choice in that person because that was probably a characteristic that you tolerated now another misconception too folks and I had to address this with a friend of mine She was trying to tell me, she told me about a situation with one of her girlfriends and how her husband is leaving her. And she's saying that, you know, it's more than what she did. I said, how do you know? There are people that write this show, leave messages. That could be one thing that their partner did that prompted them for a divorce or a breakup. Nothing else. 
It depends on the boundary that was crossed. There are women that will stay with men even though he's fathered another child outside of their marriage. And there are a lot of women that are going to say to hell with that. No way. There are women out there that will not date men who are paying child support because they don't want to deal with the baby mama and they don't want to deal with a certain amount of resources leaving the house. And not only that, they don't want to be the stepmom to somebody else's kids. But yet, men are vilified a lot of times if they don't accept a woman with children. Oh, he's an asshole. He's a jerk. No. Because there are women out there with that same disposition. Now, one thing that you will commonly see, fellas, and you've written in about this, some of you complain about the women with the little dogs. I hear that a lot. Ladies, let me tell you something. Most men don't like dogs or cats. I'll be straight up with you. A lot of guys will use a dog as a prop in order to start a conversation with a woman. As soon as you guys start a relationship, the dog is gone. I hate to tell you that. A friend of mine used to do that all the time. And the reason for this is let you ladies equate your fur babies as children. A lot of men equate that in the same way. It's going to be tough enough feeding us as a couple. I'm not ready to take on another mountain to feed. Some men look at it that way. I don't have a problem with dogs. As you know, we got a security team of three. Two Yorkie Poodles and a Rat Terrier. They keep the perimeter safe. They bark at shit that doesn't make any sense all the time. That's their job. But here's the other thing too. These men that use these props in order to get to, to get with you, get to know you, and that kind of thing, you know it's short-lived. And the more naive you are, the more elaborate their scheme will be to impress you. Because they're not going to go this, that, and the third for a woman that's already figured them out. a friend of mine but he would get paid he'd go get a couple of 50s get a few hundreds 20s 5s he didn't like 10s for some reason don't understand that whole thing and he'd get a whole bunch of 1s the majority of his paychecks he'd get in 1s and 5s and then what he would do is put the $100 bill of course there at the front and then have all the ones and everything inside. And then put a big rubber band around it. So when he would go to the clubs, oh, the women would see that big wad of money and oh, they would be all over him. But it was kind of funny because he would tell me, he said, when I had to pay for the drinks, he says, I tell her to go get a table. Meanwhile, I go and thumb through the ones <laughs> to pay whatever it was, but I'll keep the hundred and everything else still intact. That was his gimmick. That was his shtick. Because the way he looked at it, he was not going to be with those women long enough to even spend that money on them or with them. He was just trying to see what he could get for the cheapest amount of money. Did he sleep with them? Being young, you will do stupid shit. I remember one time when um, me and my boys were going out one night and there was this one club in LA and it was, you know, on the level of African-Americanism, it was one of those like snobbish clubs. A lot of married women would go there. 
and a lot of single women would go there. And the reason why the single women went there, and these would be some fine women, the reason why they would go there is because they were looking for a married man. The married women would go there looking for young single men. And so, Brandon had the bright idea of wearing wedding bands to this particular establishment. He's like, yeah, man, we ought to go in there with wedding bands on. Well, me and a couple other friends said, nah, we ain't gonna do that kind of crap what you're talking about. Went in there, every single woman that was in there turned us down. I mean, I got dissed. It was, it was brutal. Lady was chewing gum, rolled her eyes and sipped her drink and said, um, what are you here for? <laughs> I'm like, damn. Thought I had to wear a jacket in there. It was so cold. Well, the next time we went to this establishment, we all had these little rings that we bought over there to damn swap meet. Slauson swap meet. And they weren't really wedding bands. Went in there and got all kind of play. So how long you been married? Couldn't lie to the woman. I'm not. You mean tell me you wearing a wedding band? I wouldn't have gotten your attention if I didn't wear it. She got quiet. For those of you who don't know, my friends hated me as an alibi. Because they'd go and have the prettiest lie in the world laid out for their woman, and I'd fuck it up because I'd tell them the truth. Yeah, and I was over his place. He and I was hanging out, and they should look at me. So where were you guys? I was at so-and-so. I don't know where his ass was. And he looked at me, man. Oh, sorry, man. I'm not going to lie to your wife. I'm not going to lie to your family. If your mama and your wife wants to know where you are, I'm telling. Snitch. Call it whatever. Anybody else I lied to. Those two? Mm-mm. Well, those are going to be the people that have to sign for your ass and save your ass if something happens. Because my ass is not going to be there. Let's make that clear. So, let's get started with the show. Now that I've done a 47-minute monologue, sorry to hold you that long, folks, but you're going to now listen to an excerpt from A Crooked Lawyer, <laughs> which is a skit, and then after that, you're going to hear the messages, some of the messages from the show. Talk to you good people tomorrow. Take care. moment when your lawyer's last job was at a fast food restaurant. Sorry for being late, sir. I'm so sorry. Traffic was hating. Hey, like, you gotta get you another appointment. I gotta make another appointment? You gotta make a damn another appointment. Sir, at, at this is the, the day, only no, day no, that no, I got at, open. At the end of the day, my time is great. I understand that, and I apologize. I apologize. I even called for your secretary if she didn't answer the phone. You might be right. You might be right. She she do that. She be on that damn phone. Anyway. Well, I, maybe day, you, maybe you should get a new secretary. You know, it's not none of my business what you got going on and how you run your business. But I'm just saying, maybe you need to get another secretary. Don't tell me I run my business. Let's just get this over with. Anyway, you the one talking about divorce, right? Yes, that's calling, correct. You been calling, calling. miss on how many damn appointment. If you want to get, get this divorce or not. Oh, trust me. I want to get it. We both want to get, get it. it. We both want to get it. What's his name? Leroy. Damn Leroy. What's your Leroy, what's your last name? Miller. Leroy, damn Miller. All right, Leroy, all right. I, I, I got it. I don't know how I get the information in the system. He's already but, in the system? Yeah, he's on. Um, I guess the chick he's been dealing with, she already had been calling up. Anyway, he wanted me to do Excuse the Excuse me? Yeah, he wanted to file before you did. 
So he already been yeah, up he here. Been up here, but I told him, you know, hold up, you feel me? It's dirty. Dirty yeah, so, people. It's anyway, dirty. I'm going to represent you. I don't like representing dudes in a damn way. I'm going to be honest with you. That's why I ain't take it. Okay. So, um, tell me, like, like, like why, why y'all getting divorced? Like, is it the reason he cheated? I'm pretty sure he cheated. No. No cheating. That I know of. No cheating. I mean, we just wasn't seeing eye to eye anymore. I mean, we wasn't in love with each other. He cheated. We, we gonna put we just wasn't happy. Yeah, we Sir, gonna, we you cannot put... put just, he did just, not just cheat. Me, it don't matter. I'm the, I'm the love. All that we do a lot. That's really? illegal. That's it's illegal. Okay. It's, that's how we get paid. We get paid a lot. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to put in here. He cheat. We get alimony from him. We get alimony from him. So I don't want an alimony. We get it. Okay. I take it. Okay. So you said he cheated. He Whatever. Cheated. Okay. We're going to say he cheated. He was abusive. We're going to put that in there. Sir, he we not. Gonna, listen, listen. I'm trying, to get, I'm trying to get you right. I don't got no police reports coming to my house about no abuse. I got somebody that can do that. I got somebody that can type that up. I know somebody that work at the police that police department. We can get that. That's a scam, sir. He and cheated. He was abusive. Um, he didn't, y'all got kids, girl? We have three. Child support. Three. Child support. We getting all sir, that. Sir, he gave the kids. It's, I don't have to take child support that, on look, him. The judge ain't going to know that. You get what I'm saying? So that be lying. I didn't come look, here to lie. Like, I understand that, but in the, the day you come here to get money. You know, you a cricket. You come here to get money. You was very cricket. You was a cricket attorney. What all you did for him? You cook. You cook for him, right? I cooked. I cleaned cook. up. Washed yes. the clothes. Took care of his kids. Stayed at home. Did all this. Stayed, I mean, I did everything a wife should do. Uh, so you need. You deserve all this. You would not enjoy this damn life. And now you finna enjoy your all this money that we finna get from him. Okay, so I need to ask you something. I wanna go back. We said something about a lady. What would you say about the lady, sir? I can't get that type of information now. But you were just being messy and you brought it up. You. Do you want to get this money or not? It's, it's that simple. Okay. He cheated. We get alimony. Okay, he cheated. He was abusive. Abusive. He put his hand on it all times of the night when he can hide. We're going to say that. We're going to say that. He don't do drugs, not, sir. We're going to say that. Alimony, abusive, and high. child support. He didn't take care the of the kids. We're going to put that on there. How many cars y'all had? Three. Three cars? We give you two, and he let him keep one. He don't need. He don't need. But whenever one. Sir, I don't want that old school car. He's. I don't want that old school car. He. You gotta look out. Goodness. You gotta look out for your lawyer. Then he need that one car. That little. That little. That little lady he with, or whoever he with, let him share that car. So he. So who he with? You tell me something new, cause he told me he wasn't with nobody. Y'all stay in how many houses? Just one house. Just one house, and you we do got a. We got a boat too. We you do got a boat. You get a house. You get him the boat. Why you he get the house? You get the house. Okay. You get in the house and he get in the damn Who get boat. a dog? How many dogs y'all have? Three. Three dogs. You like dogs? I love my dogs. But see, he gonna try to take because he gonna no, say he that he's dog. No, he ain't. You getting all three of them damn dogs. Okay. You getting all three of them damn dogs. Okay. I don't what he all want. Right. Okay. Okay. You getting all three of them all damn right. dogs. Okay. What about and, his tie um, shop he got? He got a tie shop? Yep. He making money out there in a tie shop? Yeah. With a Mexican. He make a lot of money. Mexican working out there. Yep. You can have for that. The tie shop? You can have for that tie shop. You get half of that. You get half of that. But I told him we was going to do the divorce on good terms, sir. It's like, going to be good terms. It ain't got nothing to do with this. ain't got nothing to do with you. You got everything to do with me and give me some money. You feel me? I don't do nothing free. I mean, how much do you charge now? You know, I ain't, don't worry about how much I charge. I'm going to get it out there after the settlement is, is over. They want to put all this in here, but I can make sure I'm good too when you get good. You feel me? Okay. So, I, like I said, we're getting that alimony from. Okay. So, I'm drugs. On abusive, abusive, abusive. Make sure we say that. Okay. Then take care of the kids. Then take care of the kids. You get both of the car, leaving him with one. Both of the car, leaving him with one. He getting out. You get in the house. He getting the damn boat. Okay, I'm getting the house. He getting the boat, and you I'm getting half of the shop. Okay, I like if that. Anything else, if anything else you want to add, let me know. Call, let me know. Well, I got one more thing I need to add. His mama got a beauty shop, right? Mm -hmm. But it's her beauty shop, but it's in his name. Do you think that I can take the beauty shop from her? She get her black ass up. She get her black so ass. So you mean shot. tell me I'm getting a shot That's too? Damn beauty shot. You tell her fat black ass to get out. Okay. And you forget right. that. Okay. All right. Okay. So you, you can let him know that enough. I will. I will. When you call and talk to him again, say don't worry about it. I definitely will. Tell your fat ass mama to start packing up. Okay. Because my lawyer said I'm getting all this. Sir, she not fat. She's skinny. Like and follow the real Jack gang on TikTok. Just wanted to check in and let you know that I went on my first same-sex date last night. Her name is Rachel, and we would love a shout-out. I never thought I would ever be in love with another woman. I am so happy, and we listen to your podcast all the time. 
This guy I met on Match needed me to pick him up for our date. First red flag. I, he insisted that I meet his mom. Not nice. This 35-year-old man had a curfew of 10 p.m. His mom called me a floozy and a hussy. I left him and canceled the date. I listen to your show regularly. I don't like you personally, but I'd fuck you for sure. Oh, I forgot you don't deal with married women. Counts me out. I do love my husband, but not in love with him. However, I'm in love with spending his money. I went out with this guy last night and after dinner he was so pitiful. He literally begged me for sex after our movie date. I felt sorry for him. We parked in my garage, lifted my skirt, and let him eat. I was pleased. You are so right about workplace relationships. Last year I slept with my boss and got pregnant. We both lost our jobs. His wife divorced him. We've been together ever since. Things were tough getting to know each other besides just having sex. Last night, I went on a date with this older guy and he fell asleep in the restaurant. He damn near fell out of his chair. I was afraid that he would fall asleep behind the wheel. I followed him home to make sure he was okay. No second date. You probably don't remember me. This is my chi. I've heard some of your exes on the show. It took me years to forgive myself for breaking up with you. My ex was a disappointment. Well, I'd love for you to invite me on your show. What are your thoughts about dating a 48-year-old woman that shares a two-bedroom apartment with her 18-year-old daughter and 23-year-old boyfriend? I have a feeling that this lady is horrible with money. I finally met a good man. I can empathize with some of your listeners. My last date was confused about his sexuality. He showed up on our third date dressed as a woman. I was jealous because he looked better than I did. Tell your audience to hang in there. Hey man, this is Maurice. I made it to the third date with this lady and she invited me into her apartment afterwards. She has two female roommates lounging around the living room in panties and bras playing spades. They didn't budge or say hello. My girl took me to her bedroom. We got busy, then we heard a hard knock at the door. She got up and opened the door. I tried pulling the comforter over me. They started whipping her ass. I was trying to get up with the comforter around my waist. I didn't know what to do because they had my girl pinned down on me. I got from under then dick swinging and hard as fuck. I got one of the girls off her and then pulled off the other one. After I broke them up, I found out that my girl bounced a check for her part of the rent. Who the fuck floats a check in 2023? It was awkward as hell. Me and her standing butt ass, naked, and I so wanted to fuck the last one I took off her. Her name was Tashia. I got dressed and my girl put on a robe and grabbed her clothes. I was kind of confused. As I was leaving, she was trailing me and said to Tashia that she got a place to stay while looking at me. That triggered them whipping her ass again. We heard that flashlight knock at the door. The damn neighbor called 5-0. Needless to say, the male officer was cool as fuck and the female officer was looking at me as the aggressor. She was trying to coach my girl to say I did something. She didn't say shit. Tashia owned up to it and then the other skinny ass girl told the truth. They took Tashia and the other girl because my girl had a busted lip and bruises. After they left, my girl asked if she could move into my place. I told her, fuck no. Well, I paid the bail and both of them are at my place until their court date. My girl called me up telling me she got a real man, now that's gonna pay her bills. I told how Tasha and her friend is and there was no reason to call me again. Fair is fair and she can kiss my ass. Yao-san, does a man get intimidated when a woman uses a vibrator? I current use a dildo for self-pleasure. I don't have a man now, but I don't want to annoy him with the buzzing noise. My toys are non-negotiable. I was so fucking disappointed. When I gave him head, he was so small I put the flavored condom over his balls and dick with the rest dangling. My nose was on his nuts, and the head barely cleared my lips. He nutted in seconds. As punishment, I sat on his face and used my vibrator to finish. No more. Here's my two cents about the interracial relationship topic. My folks are racist. I just turned 21 and met my BFF on Bumble. She's black. They assume we are lovers and they are okay with it. We are straight hetero. These idiots just don't want me with a black man. So she's my straight beard. Mm. Mm. 
Responding to the topic of interracial dating, I agree some women give men fake love for a good life. I only date white men because a black man will never have his money, power, or respect. Why get an amateur in a professional game? Um, curious, what are your thoughts about dating someone in a nudist colony? Je suis une fille blanche française qui cherche du sexe avec un homme noir bien doté et doté d'un gros pénis. It was all good at the end of my date last night until this dude pulled his dick out and started beating off. I grabbed my purse and ran into my apartment. What is wrong with these motherfuckers? Jowson, a good topic for your show would be about women dating ain't shit, guys. I don't know if you've done it already. I've only been a listener for a few months. I can't believe my girl dumped me for an unemployed loser. Jowson, please tell me what it means when you invite a guy over to your place and you've been dating for about a month and you catch him in the bathroom sniffing your panties. This guy had those things bunched up to his nose, taking deep breath. I was so embarrassed. I met this lady online about two weeks ago. We arranged a date last night. When I showed up, she said that we have to go to the jail. Her son was locked up on a possession charge and she wanted me to post his bail. I refused and she told me to take her home. And so I did. Not one word did she say. I am definitely listening to you from now on. I went on a date with this guy recently. He picked me up and paid for dinner and the movie. At the end of the date, he told me how much I owed him. I told him that I would cash app him the money if he was that anal. What is wrong with men? I have a real man. He called me up and asked me if I needed anything from the store while he was there. I told him I needed a pack of toilet paper and he was more than glad to drop it off and he didn't hang around for anything. Maybe in a couple of weeks after I get to know him better, who knows? I was very skeptical about what you said when it comes to a woman considering dating a friend. I put this guy in the friend zone many years ago after my divorce. Last night I let him take me out on a date and it was the best experience I've ever had. It felt kind of weird being intimate with him. I didn't think I had these kind of feelings inside me for him. Throughout our years of knowing each other, it never dawned on me that he would be someone that could genuinely make me happy. I'm still blushing about last night's date because I really enjoyed myself and him. My boyfriend and I had a break for 90 days and we decided to continue our relationship. Last night we tried having sex for the first time since then. He wouldn't touch me, but chose to masturbate instead. I felt so disrespected. What's up with this? Well, it happened last night. I've been dating this guy that I met on Hinge for three months and we decided to become intimate last night. I told him it wouldn't be a good time because it is that time of the month for me. He did not care. It was kind of awkward having a guy go down on me in that way. See, after being in a loveless marriage for the last 32 years, I took it upon myself to fly to Las Vegas and celebrate. I had sex for the first time with the second man in my life, and he is black. OMG. What was I thinking all those years? I'm 64 years old and had my first orgasm last night. I went on a date last night and everything seemed to have been going fine in the beginning until I saw her let another guy get her number. I asked her about that and she said it was her business because after all she had not made a decision as to whether or not we are a couple yet. Jowson, at the end of my date last night, instead of an awkward kiss, he gave a hug. However, that wasn't what shocked me. He sucked on my earlobe, my nipples were like diamonds and when I felt his lower head over my navel. I had to run into my apartment before I did too much. Why do men do that? Babe, my boyfriend proposed to me last night. I refused because I had to tell him the truth. I'm still in love with you. He even told me I could come and be with you whenever I want. I could never respect such a weak man. He knows all of this. You were the best man I ever had. I fucked it up. I ignored the first red flag on our first date when he begged to eat me out in my garage. Things seemed to settle down a bit until last night. He invited me over and was dressed as a woman. That was it for me. 
It grossed me out. He has sent me texts trying to explain. I started talking to this guy recently and we got on the subject of sex. He asked me, did I ever shave a wash down there? I told him yes to both. He said that he did not want me to do either in the future if we were together to have sex. He said that he likes smelly pussy while he's down there eating. Brew, true story. Back in June, I was playing the slots at the casino. This fine ass lady sat beside me. She hit a $300 jackpot. A couple of minutes later, I hit one for 500. We went to the bar and celebrated. We hung out. I took her to Walgreens and she bought a laxative. We went to dinner and things were popping, but she was from Dallas and in her 50s, I'm in my mid 20s. She went to my room and I was hitting it. I got her doggy style and after about the fifth stroke, that first turd shot out of her ass like a tear gas canister. That motherfucker hurt. Then before I could get clear, I got ass blasted. Shit was on the wall and hit the AC controls and I still don't understand how it got in my Jordans across the room. Lesson learned, never fuck a woman that just took a laxative. I went out with this dude on Black People Meet and he had the nerve to ask me if he could move in. I didn't think he was serious, but he was. His ex-girlfriend moved her baby daddy in and they got into a fight and he lost. He was living in his car. I'm considering it. Is this a good idea? If a man is cold enough, yes. I will use him because after all, it's up to him to protect himself. I don't have any empathy for men because I have been hurt too many times before. I will have good sex with them to break their hearts and watch them beg for me. We at Romantic Truth appreciate your listenership. Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the host and are not condoned, or endorsed by Romantic Truth, Anchor or any of its affiliates. The advice given herein is the expressed opinion of the host and not to be used for legal, marital, or family, counseling, or for professional practice purposes, in the event for professional assistance. Please contact the local licensed professional family counselor, marriage counselor or social services professional in your region. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. Be advised that all of the background music of production not provided by Anchor is owned by James Adams and Jaws and One Music exclusively licensed for this Romantic Truth podcast under waiver. Please understand that there were no people or animals hurt in the segments of this show including plants. All sound effects were improvised in the studio setting with props. We are an equal opportunity employer with two Yorkie poodles and a rat terrier as the security detail. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.